Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. It's Candace, David, and Isaac back for another postgame of the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know that I'm surprised that they won this game. The, you know, the the records 16 and 27 for the Grizzlies, 16 and 28 for the Raptors. Grizzlies win 108 to 100. Vince Williams Jr. first first career double double. Jaron Jackson Jr. continues to be dominant. 22 points, six steals, five assists. That's probably the sexiest thing to me. Uh, four rebounds. Luke Kennard knocking down threes was not scared to let it fly tonight. Um, a lot of good things, a lot of just wild conversation going on on Grizzlies Twitter right now. I guess for me, hey, hello, hey, man, give my man his five points now. You said twenty two, he had twenty seven. Just want to throw that in there. Oh, did I? My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I was looking at his fill. He was twelve for twenty two, and I was gonna say twelve for twenty two. <laughs> For 27 points, but I just said 22 points instead of 27. So, yeah, yeah like, go ahead and cook. I, for, for me, I, I want my expectations moving forward for the, for the remainder of this year, regardless of where they're at in the standings, because the expectation that this team is going to go anywhere this year is like, I, I don't know what your mindset has to be to have a belief that that could happen. But it's just crazy to me. I want to see Vince Williams continue to get big minutes like what he's getting to develop his game at this level. We are seeing things that he was able to do. If you go back and you watch him at VCU, the creation with the ball in his hand is not a new skill for him. That's something that he done, and he done it night in and night out at the college level at a very high level. I'm just glad to see that it's transition are uh, translating to the NBA level. So I want to see him get minutes. I want to see Gigi get more minutes than what he's getting, and I want to see Jaron continue continue to develop what he's already. You know, he's got a fantastic foundation on the offensive end of the floor, but we're seeing layers of his game continue to develop. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I haven't given this guy a whole lot of credit uh, so far this year, and I just blanked on his name. It's in the, the new coach. Somebody help me. St. Andrews, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Patrick St. Andrews. I, I think the the ball movement, the passing from Jaron is something that we see from him. I think that's something that St. Andrews brought to the table for him. Might be wrong there, but – his ability to play with the ball in his hand in the post and his ability to take bigger guys off of the dribble, those things are fantastic. But adding that extra layer of, hey, if you overhelp on me, I'm going to bust your ass by kicking it out to somebody that can knock down a three. Unfortunately, there's only one dude on the floor that can knock down a three on this team. <laughs> but, but he was able to do it a couple times for him in order to get the assist. It just it, it adds layers to Jaron's game. And takes him a step closer to truly being unstoppable. 
So that, that that's that's what those are the three things that I want to see. If they finish sixteen wins and lose for the remainder of the season, that would be god awful to watch. But like, I'm not going to be hurt about it. I just want to see development from those three guys. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I liked one thing I liked about uh, this game was seeing GG be able to get. Uh, he got 21 minutes in. So he was three for four, three, sorry, three for five from the field. Uh, got him seven points. He didn't get a ton of touches, but you just like him seeing get seeing get him get some run. Um, like seeing him develop not only just offensively, but he really does need to learn how to do the small things. Looks like he uh get a block shot, didn't he? Wasn't right? Is that him? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he had a block. On that play, uh, so they getting credit for that. Um, just learning how to. You know, pass the ball, rebound, do the small things that really is going to take for him to get minutes. Really, when we get our full roster back, uh, five rebounds tonight. We like to see that, especially because you know rebounding is going to continue to be an emphasis uh, with with how shorthanded this team really is. They end up getting even more shorthanded because, if I'm not mistaken, Santi Aldama ended up going down, um, maybe near the end of the third quarter, something around that. Um, he ended up getting hurt, so they're even more shorthanded, but. Yeah, you just like seeing those young guys get run. Zaire did play, but he only played 13 minutes. I like to see that personally. I understand out of necessity he may have to play sometimes, but I think when you play him and the amount of minutes you play him is something to is something to monitor. Uh, just because, well, he's an overall negative on the court, you want to make sure that he's not harming the development, particularly of a G.D. Jackson um, and, and even your other young guys like Vince and all those guys. So, you uh, love to see Luke. A lot of people been upset about what Luke isn't doing and what he's not bringing. Uh, you you can't really expect this level of, of, of play from him on a consistent basis. He, he's just not that guy. I don't think I want him to try to become that guy. I don't want him to be about anything other than what he is because I, I I'm I'm thinking long term. So want him to be comfortable. Uh, I want him to be confident taking shots. Definitely, he did that tonight. Took 13 threes. If there's somebody who I want to take 13 threes, it's going to be Luke Kennard all day. Um, still only 5 or 13 from there. He he really, uh, he really, I think he could have had a lot more opportunities towards the second half. They really sort of went away from him offensively for whatever reason. But anyway, you like to see the aggression with which he's uh, some of the shots he's, he's taken. People have um, criticized him of not being aggressive enough. I think I've seen enough in spurts to know that he picks and chooses his spots. I don't think he's a passive player by nature. I do think he his nature is maybe to defer, but I think that's a little different from being passive. I've seen him take enough contested threes, um, even when people were complaining about him to still be okay with what he's going to be with the team long term. And again, man, just uh, Vince Williams Jr. shining out here in these three really great game from him. 7-11 from the field, 2-4 from three. 18 points, 10 rebounds. His first career double-double, shout-out to Vince. He made this kill across him. Well, it wasn't killer, but, like, I was surprised because I didn't think Vince was crossing nobody over under any circumstances and then made a, a dunk to the rim. That was a really cool play to see. So you got to pay attention to the small things. Wins and losses isn't as much. It's really about effort. It's about continuity. And it's about seeing skill sets develop, I think, more than anything else. So you saw that tonight. Yeah, I, I'm very similar to what David said. I don't think wins or losses are really that important at this point. Like, I, I'm not definitely not going out rooting, <clears throat> excuse me, rooting for losses. Right. But 
if they lose games, I'm not going to be upset either because I think that's going to happen. Um, I think you shouldn't put any expectations on on this uh, individual games. You shouldn't be upset because they lose individual games. There's still things within the game that mm-hmm. that I criticize and some things with the rotations that you just like to see because at the end of the day, Taylor Jenkins is still your coach, so you still like him to make smart decisions in, in certain areas. But I, I just like the the development. Um, talk about G.G. Jackson and him getting these valuable minutes. Um, also, Vince Williams Jr. being able to play, trip, being kind of the the leader um, on this team. You like to see that aggressiveness. Um, you like to see them playing through him. Um, I also like to see Scottie Pippen Jr. Most lucky he wasn't even dressed out tonight, so I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. He did get a little bit of run in, in the Chicago game, so hopefully we see more of him as time goes on because I think they could definitely use another ball handler if you're going to bring him in and use him on their two-way instead of a big. I, I think you should be playing him to see if he's a piece that could could potentially help you going forward. Uh, but as far as the game tonight, man, I, I just think you have to be happy with the effort. Um, I mean, the the ball movement tonight, teamwork, the hustle, um, just pretty much everybody that played tonight, man, they just played their tails off. Uh, no question about it. Big game from Luke Kennard. Looked like Detroit Luke um, out there tonight, man. That's what he looked like when he was playing for the – for the Pistons, uh, super aggressive, man. Took 18 shots, uh, 5 of 13 from 3, uh, 19 points, 3 rebounds. You love the 7 assists. Um, I mean, he he was facilitating out there. Uh, just a, a great all overall game, man. Plus 10 in, in 35 minutes. Love to see that from him. And because, again, that's not, as Candace said, that's not what, you, what you're what you going to need from him on a normal basis. So just to see him being capable of that, I think that's a, a positive uh, during this time. Vince Williams Jr. just continued to do, do what he does. First time double-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Also had assists, two steals, a block. Super efficient, a 7-11 from the field, 2 or 4 from 3, 2 or 3 from the free, free throw line. He's just filling up the stat sheet and just continuing to show that I think he's a starter on a high-level team. I, I don't think this is a fluke or anything like that. I think you could plug him on uh, into the starting line of a playoff team, and he fits. He This is not just – we got a bunch of guys injured, and he's just taking advantage of that. If you put him out there, man, he's going to produce. So I love what I'm seeing from him. Uh, Trip just continues to to dominate, man. 27 points, four rebounds. Um, as David said, five assists, man. You definitely love that. Um, you got to give St. Andrews. I think he definitely gives him some credit for there, seeing him being more facilitator. Also had six steals, man. Um, a block, 12 or 22 from the field, two or five from three. Love, love, love what I saw from him. I mean, GG not only played 21 minutes tonight, but he was a plus six. Uh, not a lot of attempts. He was three or five from the field, so still efficient. Um, had five rebounds, uh, assists, and a steal, and also got another block. We talk about defense kind of being thought about as being his weakness coming in, man. And in these minutes, man, he's shown tremendous promise um, on the defensive end. So that's definitely a positive. Uh, just just like a lot of what I saw out there tonight, man. You at this point, just development and the hustle. And you just want to see them go out there and compete. Um, and I think they're they didn't really do that in Chicago for parts of the game tonight. I think you had a full full out effort for them, man. And I, that's all I want to all I can ask for at this point. I, I'm if they, even if they had lost this game, and if they go out there and give the effort, man, I, at this point, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think with the the talent that you have on the roster, if they go out and they give effort, they're gonna find wins like like that. That's gonna happen. I, like they're not going to win consistently, and so that's why I just I'm I'm not checked out 
and, and watching the game. I, I'm watching for specific stuff, but it, it just the the things that would drive me crazy if this roster was healthy that were going on. I'm like, nah, forget it. I'm not buying into that crap because it, the roster is not healthy. And so, so a lot no of free stuff, throw speech today. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it kills me that Jaron was one for three, you know, seven for 12, but I'm not going to hound on that. And, and I honestly think that this team is just a bad free throw shooting team. Yeah. <laughs> like that they have not done anything to prove me wrong. And that going back to what I, I guess, Jaws rookie year since then moving forward this team has just been a bad free throw shooting team and you can't even blame it on steve-o this year he, he hasn't taken a single free throw they're just bad so maybe they'll work on that maybe that's something that they can focus on while uh everybody is not healthy the guys that are playing and the guys that are going to continue to play as the team gets healthy Maybe they'll get better at free throws, and that can be uh, my my small trophy for the season. Well, I know I noticed Luke missed one. That's I think that's his first miss of the season from the free throw line. I, I, well, heard, he, I, I know he, he missed one in, in, in the Chicago game. The, the technical free throw, he smoked it. Like I don't know what he was doing on that. It was like he tried to aim it. Uh, so I know he missed one there. Oh, okay, uh, so then maybe that was his first one. I, I heard on the broadcast yeah. not that long ago that he hadn't missed one. Um, so maybe that was maybe the Bulls was his, was his first miss then. But yeah, man, he he's playing super well. Like I I, I love everything that I saw out of him tonight, man. And the seven assists, you like that, and you just like to see him being aggressive. The fact that he took eighteen shots, people talk about him being passive, and I agree. I think it's more deferring than it is passive because you've seen him get shots up, like yeah. because when 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 he starts feeling it, like if, if his shots going in, he'll take them. There's there's no question about it, man. I I don't agree that he's passive, and I think you saw that tonight. I think just other times when, especially when you have Ja and those guys out there, he just tries to kind of kind of stay into his role. Um, and and that's kind of what you want. I mean, I, I do feel like at times that they should get more shots for him because he's such a good shooter and such a weapon. I, I think you should take full advantage of it. I don't think they always do that, but I, I don't think it's so much him. Like people get on him about not taking shots, and I think that's more of just He's just kind of letting back and let guys like John and other guys on the team kind of do their thing. Yep. Yeah, the Chicago, that technical free throw in Chicago was his first miss of the season. Gotcha. Can't okay. say I, I was I was diving in. I'm like, I'll let you guys chat and I and I'll look that up. Uh so he's missed two, two now. Yep. Um they're rubbing well, off on him. To the mean. I mean, he's not the <laughs> free throw shooter, but the perfect could only last so long. That's pretty impressed. When I heard that stat, that stat, I was like, oh wow. I didn't, I didn't even and, know. And, and I hadn't even noticed that the fact that they only shot 12 because they were aggressive towards the rim all night long. And they yeah. only shot 12 free throws. That's pretty weird for you to only get 12. is kind of the style game that they played tonight. You expect them to have more than 12. You know, they minus 10 is uh, minus 11 as Toronto shot 23. Yeah, you know, the the the, the whistle was tight, though. I don't know. Like it was 29 fouls combined for over both teams. And so, like, the, I think both teams were getting pretty aggressive getting downhill. So that there were not a ton of fouls called. And, and and I'm okay. Let them play, man. Like, I don't want anybody getting hurt. But, you know, there have been games that I've been watching, and I'm like, man, come on. Like, you're you're calling touch fouls, and, and it just – that's not fun basketball. Nobody wants to watch that at all. 
Um, and they definitely let them play tonight. There were several plays like at the rim with blocked shots and stuff. I thought for sure they didn't call a foul and they let it go. They let a lot of they were really physical in the inside the paint tonight on a lot of those shots. The Grizzlies were working hard on that end, man, and, and deflecting shots and stuff. And they they let them play. So I Aldama had knee to knee contact with Scotty Barnes there. That's the same knee that he had missed some games with because of the contusion. So I wonder, I don't expect that we'll get any more of an update tonight than what we got of the, you know, knee injury out for the remainder of the game. Hopefully that's not something serious for him. But one thing that I want to discuss uh, with, with Aldama there, there were a couple times he bringing the ball up the floor, not a single pass and just like pulls up from three in transition. And we know that Taylor Jenkins, like his – um, motto, I guess, is let that mother fly. Are you guys okay with, with Aldama just coming down the floor, no passes, pulling up? No, it bugs me, man, because more often than not, it doesn't have context. I understand a, a, a transition three can be valuable, especially momentum swings, that kind of thing. But a lot of times, he's already got guys on the end of the court. Like, it, it's it's hardly ever – a wide open transition three from him more often than not he's got somebody contesting him and instead of passing the ball to his guys who are coming up the court he'll take that shot um but that's a common thing man I don't think it's I think at this point it's just hard to say that it's the the players I just think it's a coach thing Roddy does the same thing look uh Roddy more so than I think Santi in terms of looking for his shot but the same thing about making bad decisions, like, you know, they're emphasizing that three-point shot so much. I don't think – I think the quality of three-point shot is even getting lost at this point. I don't think they're really emphasizing quality threes as a coaching point. Uh, you just see it from so many guys that – I mean, we used to just think it was Dylan, and for a long time it was just Dylan. Um, <laughs> other guys were a little bit more selective, but – uh, even Jaron sometimes I think takes bad threes and that's frustrating. So when you see it, when you see it that many times and so many different players, you I mean you got to deduce his coaching. Yeah, we we talked about that on the last last podcast. Um, I, I definitely think a lot of it has to do with Taylor Jenkins just kind of giving them that freedom because if yep. if he didn't, they would stop doing it. Yep. Um, I I don't mind Jaron doing it as much, but. I, because of just what he what he does and what he brings and in the pecking order of the team, but but I agree that he does take some some bad ones, especially he takes some bad ones at bad times where yes. that's not what they need. Like he'll that, that step in top of the key three, Jaron will take that shot a lot, and I'm like man, why are you taking that shot right now? But yeah, Sonny will come down and like you said, contest it and pull up nobody down there to rebound, and he does it consistently. He calls his own number, and I mean we even saw in that last game. Um, against when in the game against Minnesota, uh, where he took some bad shots in the paint. I mean, he kind of had that situation going on with Gobert, and I think he was just kind of trying to score on him, uh, because they were going back and forth, and he just took some real bad shots in the paint. You had Luke wide open one time, and he went in and ran in, in the paint, threw up some wild hook shot, uh, that that wasn't even close. Um, he he does that a lot, um, and again, I think that's the coaches allow him to do that because especially with Roddy man there's no way that you're allowing him to do that especially where he should be in the back of the order of this team you can't let that guy 
keep calling his own number, and he just goes one on three, man, and takes these wild shots at times, man, and doesn't finish. I just think it's Taylor Jenkins and and, and just letting them kind of do what they want. And I've said that it's it's good to empower your players, but there's a line that you shouldn't cross. And I think it, a lot of times with this team, they cross that line. I think that's something that Taylor Jenkins has to get better at. I mean, he talked this summer about looking within himself and improving some things. That's an area where I don't think he's improved among a lot of them. I, I don't see a lot of growth from him, but I'm not going to get It's not going to be a Taylor Jenkins show tonight, man. I think we've all pretty much said our thoughts on, on Taylor Jenkins and some of some of his, his shortcomings. I don't think we need to rehash that right now, but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, just as far as the game tonight though, man, just overall great effort. I, I just think, and again, to go back to Taylor Jenkins, I think at times you still, even in, in with a depleted roster, uh, like the playing GG with, with Zaire, I, I don't like that. I think that's hurting GG's development. I, I just don't think Z- uh, Zaire should be playing. I know David kind of kind of disagrees with that a little bit with, but even with the roster being in the the shape it's in now, I, I just think there are other guys that you could split those minutes with. Uh, I just don't think there's any reason to be on the floor because I I don't I don't think he's part of the team's future. I think you're wasting time and you got a guy out there that's, that's playing bad minutes and he's taking up minutes from developmental minutes for guys that are going to be part of your future. I, I just don't get it. So so let, let, let's look at the minutes distribution tonight. I would say, like, Aldama went down with a knee injury at 22 minutes. But, you know, Vince Williams, he played 35 minutes tonight. You're, you're not going to give him much more than that. Like, if, it, if it's a super tight game and you're playing to win the game, you may see that number go up. But Jenkins typically is not playing his guys north of that number right there. So who on this roster, Gigi Jackson is going to be the obvious answer. That's it. But but who else are you going to give those minutes to? Like I mean, Gigi only playing twenty one minutes. I don't I don't understand that at this point. I don't know why he's only playing twenty one. I mean, it, with what's the situation they're in right now, it's as important as I think he is to the future. I mean, he's probably outside of trip. Obviously, him and Vince Williams Jr. are are the pieces and, and you playing Vince 35 minutes. Why is Gigi only getting 21? Like I get that he's young and all that, but that doesn't matter. We, we've talked about wins and losses, not being the, the most important thing right now. So why is it, why isn't Gigi getting those minutes? I, I don't, that doesn't, he should be playing more than 21 minutes. I, I don't, how many did Contra play tonight? 28. Yep. Yeah. 28. Like, like if Contra is playing 28, Gigi should be playing 30. Like I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Conchar played well tonight, but I'm definitely not arguing that he should get more minutes than Gigi Jackson. I, I've got to be clear on my stance here. Like, I, I will never sit here and say that I think that Z should be getting minutes over Gigi Jackson. But realistically, this team is not going to play Gigi Jackson 34 minutes a night. They're, they're just flat out not going to do it. And I, But why not, though? <laughs> I, I mean, I can't like I can't I'm not saying that I agree with that. I just said like that. That's it is what it is. And, and you know, like I am saying he was kind of he was giving me crap about what I said. <laughs> and, and I'm, like, I'm like, man, do, do you realistically think that they're just going to bench Zaire Williams? I and the answer to that question is, is, is no. Yeah. Well, 
and that's fine, but I just don't think it's going to happen. And there's not much risk to running him out there. Here There's he is. not, I, I mean, I just, I just disagree with that. I Have do you because seen a lot like, of I, numbers I just think he hurts the development of everybody else. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that it's beneficial to the team. I'm not saying that he's helping the team or that he's playing good basketball or so that he's earned the minutes, but in the long term, when you're looking at, you have to play somebody. And so he's going to be the somebody that you're running out there because of the injuries. And there's not much downside in it. Like, can, can you see, I would love to see, you know, Roddy play 23 minutes. I think that Gigi should be getting more minutes than Roddy right now. X was playing 13 minutes. They, I don't know what the hell they're doing with him. Like, to be honest, <laughs> I, I like X. I feel like he's done enough to earn a spot on this roster, whether that's the third or fourth big or whatever. But, you know, if you don't, if you're not going to run Gigi up closer to the 30 minute mark, then just just run him out there, play him. And if you want to limit the time with him on the floor with Gigi Jackson because you're worried about stunting his development, then stagger those dudes. Put them in when when Z is coming off the floor, Gigi's going on the floor, and vice versa. I just don't think that there's any world where it happens that Zaire sets on the bench and doesn't play any minutes. And so run him out there because if you bench him and you play him none, you will get – if he's not playing any minutes, you get zero flashes. If he happens to go out there and string together a couple good games, maybe that generates interest from other teams. But you benching him and not playing him any minutes – is not going to benefit his trade value and running him out there on the floor is not going to lower his trade value. So it absolutely does. It absolutely yeah, yeah. does. Anybody got now, eyes is going to lower his anybody, trade value. Anybody with sight. Okay. So, so. Like, Stephen Warner would probably lower his trade value. Let's discuss this then. Let's discuss this. That's how bad that is. Like Marvin Marvin Bagley is now what well, he went from um, uh, Sacramento to Detroit, and now he's in Washington. How many years has he been in the league now? Did he come? He came in with Jaron's class. Right? Yeah, he came in with Jaron. Yeah, yeah. So that's year, he's year seven. Yep, and, and teams yeah. are still taking chances on him. They're still taking chance. He's year seven. And he's been a bucket load of ass his entire career, and they're still taking chances on him. Teams look at physical attributes, and they're like, okay, if I can get this guy to figure it out, he's going to be a good piece for me. Can we be honest that Marvin Bagley Jr. has has, has given you way more production than Zaire? Yeah, I was gonna say he showed more flashes. We're not than the Zaire. year seven for Zaire yet, and I'm like, he may not. Just compare the first four, then, like. Just yeah, like the first, the first year, like Mar years. Marvin Bagley has shown more in the league than than Zaire has. Like nope, Zaire, because people not, overrate people overrate that first year of Zaire. Like, but he, he has eight Bagley, points a game. Okay, but okay, let, let's go with somebody, a former Grizzly player that that bounced around in the league for a long time because of his size and his physical attributes. Bruno Caboclo was a <laughs> year away from being a year away 
for his entire NBA career. Two years away, he, man. Two years like, away. Yeah. Like he, he <laughs> and he's still he's stuck in the league. He never done anything majorly productive, but because of his frame, because of his size and his perceived skill set, he's stuck in the league for a little while. You and, and that's to your point. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. you're fine. Go ahead. I was gonna say to your point, that's a great point. Go look up how many games he played per season. It's better to sit him. It's better to sit him. He played in his career, starting off eight games, six games, nine games, two games, <laughs> ten games. The mystery is better. That's why I say, yeah, the days you ain't seeing him. That's the, that's the, the thing. Mystery with is better football. than the product. Yeah, because they, you're sit seeing Zaire every night, and you're seeing because he's playing consistently and he's being bad consistently. Like she, that's a great point. Like most of those guys, like that, you're not seeing them. They're not getting the same type of minutes that Zaire because with these injuries. Zaire is a full member of the rotation right now. That's not usually what happens with those type of guys. So what do you guys see as his perceived value right now? Like on the trade market, what do you think they could realistically get in return for Zaire Williams? Williams? A bag of chips? Yeah, I mean, by himself, none. Like he he has no value as a singular piece. I mean, you talk about parts of a package and you're adding – so if he has no value, how's he hurting anything by playing? The team. He actively hurts the team. No, he don't. If they lose because he's out there, it gives him more people. How does he not? Yeah, because you're not playing to win this year. You're not playing to win. But, but, but we talk, we all agree that we're like he, even if you're not talking about wins and losses, we're talking about development. And I think quick. he hurts the development. I think he, he hinders other players. From being their best, I think you playing in with Gigi. I think that's bad for Gigi. Yep. And you you, you playing with Conchar is bad for Conchar. You <laughs> playing with Roddy is bad yeah, for Roddy. Conchar is Conchar. Conchar is who he is at, at this point. Like I know, I'm just saying, like, you play him with anybody, and it's bad for them. Yeah. I just like for me because of the the state that the season is in. I'm who cares? Like I, I, I obviously don't want him to stunt growth of other players. Obviously don't want that to happen, but. but he, and, he's really, he, he really holding out hope, man. He just don't, you don't want to say it. He's still. No, holding on. I, I admitted it. I'm like, you're holding on. When I was talking to Satan, I was like, do I, do I think that he's going to put it together? No, I've, I've lost all faith in that dude. And you just don't want to say it out loud. I'm, I just admitted it right here. Like, he's lost all faith in himself, man. And, and that's, like, I, I think, like, there was some confidence stuff with him last season. But to me, the, the, the confidence or the lack thereof this season is way more obvious than it's ever been for him. And I don't know that there's any coming back from that. So, like, I, I'm not – Go ahead. Why does he have to be confident? He can just think. And I mean, I'm gonna say about, about the confidence yeah. thing is weird because he came into the season and felt like it felt like he had tons of confidence and he was yeah. playing for a few games. I don't, I don't I'm know, what, I don't it. know what the deal is. It's man. not confidence. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That, that because he even seems. I think he's confident. He feels he looks confident in himself now. It doesn't look like he has a lack of confidence if you just watch him. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just he just ain't good, man. That's. Yeah, some I people just that. are not NBA players, and that yeah, just that, I think that, that's, that's exactly big. right. Yeah, he, he's just not a player, man. That, that's really that simple. They played 10 guys tonight. I know Santi got hurt, so it makes it harder, but in theory, play nine. Boom. 
I mean, he was a non-rotation man guy anyway. I don't really know what. I don't. I mean, he plays Scottie Pippen Jr. Man, I have no yeah, idea I mean, why he's not playing. You got, but. you got fifty games from from Pippen Jr. that you can play, so you could run him out there the rest of the season. He's not going to. I know that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I didn't understand why yeah. he's dressed out or not. He's not going to run out of games. Gigi's oh. played eleven so far, so they'll have to like set him a, yeah. a couple. But I, like, I think if they just set him a couple in a row. And uh, and then just let him run the rest of the season, you know. Like he's not far. I think I want to say it was. I don't know. I could do the math right now, but I'm not interested in working out a math problem. But like I think it's like two or three games. If you set GG, then you can let him play the rest of the games, like the remainder. So you can space those out and just like that those B rest games. But I'd rather like just get them out of the way and, and let him rip. Because I got to fill it with them signing uh, Pippen Junior. I, I don't think. Gilly is going to be around for the long term. So right. I, I know Gilly has kind of been with this team, and I guess he's kind of earned that. But it makes more sense to me because especially because Gilly's going to run out of games here soon anyway. It, I don't know why Pippen's not playing. Like I, I would have given those minutes that Gilly is playing to Pippen, especially when you're you're winning. And because like I said, that's not even the most important thing. But they were up like double digits for the most part of the night. I think I would have played Pippen, but he wasn't even dressed out. That was kind of weird to me. I, after, especially after playing against Chicago. Yeah, that was weird. Agreed. But but yeah, I, uh, I give give those minutes to Pippen, says Zaire. Uh a lot of things you can do and not give him a or like play Zaire five minutes. Like in a That's third. what I'm saying. Yeah, he can play, just play a four uh, or five if, minutes. If like, you hate that man, just say you hate that man. That's fine. Dude. Just put it out there. <laughs> Tell that man he'd be playing about three or four minutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a little mystery. Put that man in the garbage We we established <laughs> the, that mystery the, is better. The one that they're leaving the mystery on is Laravian. I'm fine with that. Leave leave State yeah. Farm right there on the bench and move him at the trade deadline. You can package him. Yeah, they, yeah the rumors that the Knicks Knicks for some reason like him. They mm-hmm. like him and Conchar. So listen, we'll mystery. Say, Quinn Grimes, we'll we'll take Quinn Grimes off your hands if y'all like Laravian so much. Yeah, we can. Uh, <laughs> We can send you something else and Mitra, man. Well, they they need they need somebody to space the floor in New York. Man, Arabia Contra, both of them, three point mm-hmm. marks. Yeah. You know why? Because they ain't played a lot. Because well, Jake ain't played a lot of games, so teams still. Yeah, they, they don't know. <laughs> they be like, man, this man six eight. He's shooting. Yep. Yeah. No, he he ain't. I promise you, he ain't. <laughs> no, he'll, yeah. he'll 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 knock down three on eighteen attempts. <laughs> Bro, I, I will never forget, like, his, his rookie year, I went to a game, and I got there early, and I was sitting there watching him warm up, and they had music playing, and he was knocking down some shots when the music was playing, and then they shut the music off, and he started missing. He missed, like, seven or eight shots in a row. <laughs> and the, the coach that was out there with him, He's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, they shut the music off. And he's like, you need music to knock down shots? And that he shot it. it. Hold, hold on, hold on. He shot the next shot and smoked it. like. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I guess he does. And Jake turned and looked at me. I was sitting next to the doc. He turned and looked at me and just like gave me the stink eye, dude. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, man, being the people that still defend him when he's in the G League, They'll put up his stats about Jake hit four threes last night before 17. I'm like, get out of here. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. You found David. You have solved the mystery. Jay yeah, gotta, gotta have music on. Music gotta have gotta music. Put, get that man some earbuds, man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Somebody get him some AirPods. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, man. I don't really have much else on this game. You know, I, I laid out my expectations for the remainder of the season. I want to see Vince continue to get the run. I want to see Jaron continue to expand his offensive bag and Gigi start to get more minutes. So uh, we we were talking about Gilly, and I don't remember if I meant he's played 26 games as of tonight. So he has 24 remaining that he can play. We're 43 in. So that's about half, slightly over half of the games that the, the Grizzlies have remaining this season. And that could ha- be a lot to do with why they signed Scotty Pippen Jr. Obviously, they had yeah. some some belief in him, but you knew that you were going to run out of games from Gilly, so you had to have somebody that you can run out there at point guard. Yeah, makes sense. You guys, you guys got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, man, just I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I said, I don't think for fans out there, I don't think you should be getting mad and hanging on wins and losses, man. Just enjoy the development. Enjoy games like tonight because they, they're all not going to be like tonight. Um, like, the game we saw against Chicago, they're going to be games like that. So when when you get these games right, right like this, man, enjoy it. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm not rooting for losses at all. But definitely, definitely wouldn't be mad if they somehow uh, finished behind Portland. I, I don't think a lot of people talk about, man, this team's going to lose every game. They 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 have a chance to be down there with Charlotte. They're not gonna they're not gonna be bad enough. This team plays too hard. They have the different mentality and to go out there and lose enough games. They're not gonna be down there with Charlotte and and, and Detroit and those teams. Uh, I think they're too far ahead of those teams. Portland, I think anything even realistic, I think it's even going to be tough to finish behind them. But I think that's the only one you can look at. They're sixth right now in the lottery order. Portland would be fifth. So I think five, six, they're going to be somewhere in those two spots. So losing a whole lot of games is not going to, more than likely, is not going to help you. So just let it be what it be. Uh, let, let it. It's going to be organic. They're going to lose a lot of games. That's just the reality of it. And then when they win, man, enjoy, enjoy those two. Yeah, I wish there was a sim button, but it's cool. Wish there was a sim sim button, is that what you said? Yeah, wish there was a sim button, but it's cool. Here we are. I'm going to stay on this Z Island while all y'all hating on him for the rest of the season. (laughs) He's going to have a breakout game. Y'all going to be eating crow. Can't wait. Man, if you keep playing minutes, I mean, he he out there, man. At some point, do it, show something. He was a 10 pick, so. He's going to do something for a game or two. Yeah, he'll have have a 12-point game. Listen, since since draft night, at the time that they made that pick, it was right before Isaac and I were going on to the Sports Ethos uh, draft yeah, coverage show. Man. Man, I was we, we were both pissed <laughs> about that pick. We were both livid. And I said that night, I said, listen, they drafted him. I'm going to support him because he's wearing a Grizzlies jersey. But there were at least seven guys out there that I would have preferred over him. And it, it may have not been that many, but there was at least five for sure at the time that he went off the board. And hey, it's I hate it. I, I would love for the Grizzlies to hit on every draft pick, but that's just not possible. It just doesn't happen. So I was gonna, I was gonna say Shy DM me right after the pick and asked me what what I thought of it. Shy from Believe Memphis and the Memphis Flyer. And 
I can't say what I said on on here on on here. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything nice, man. But yeah, because we had extensively covered those prospects, and Zaire was one that we were like, no, nah, man, that that's not one that they need to touch, man. So it it was surprising because he wasn't supposed to go that high. He was thought of being a guy that was going to go somewhere in the fifteen to twenty range. So it was kind of a little bit of an overdraft anyway. But guess they they saw they felt like they could catch lightning in a bottle. And he was a guy that could outperform that, end up surprising you, but just hadn't panned out that way, man. It's tough because that was a important pick, especially after when you're losing a Lakers pick and everything that happened with, with that situation, you would have liked for him to have panned out. Got Steven Adams. That definitely worked out outside of the injury, but the the desire thing, man, definitely, definitely hadn't paid off. Yeah. I think for sure we can say that the, the Grizzlies have an ability to draft. I think they need to stick with drafting the guys that like have bringing in quality, maybe like the underdog guys, like waiting for those guys to fall and grabbing them. They tend to do better in those categories, but when they have to make a high upside swing, yeah, they ain't doesn't, go well. doesn't go well. Then they 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 can't do high upside high upside swing, and that's okay. Everybody can't be good at everything. They just need to stand in line. Yeah, draft, draft those four or five year seniors, man. They yep. they do a good job with those guys. Do great. <laughs> Give, give me the uh, the Chris Duarte's Desmond guy, twenty four years old, coming yeah. out twenty four years old. Yep, we can only get older <laughs> prospects. That's all right. We accept it. They come out and they ball. That's right. All right, guys, you can get the show on X at Ethos Grizzlies. I'm an NBA D will two one. You can find me at Candace H nine oh one, and I'll let Isaac take us home. Yeah, man, Grizzlies get a day off. Uh, they'll be in South Beach uh, on Wednesday night, six thirty tip. Just the Miami Heat. Uh, that, that's going to be a tough one. But I mean, if you 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 still still don't want to see them lose every game. I mean, four four game road trip, so if they can win that when they finish two and two. I wouldn't necessarily be mad at that. But you, you get the show at Ethos Grizzlies. Go over there, and give us a like and a follow. You can find me on Twitter at Isaac Double Underscore NBA. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll be back on Wednesday night. We're gone.